Hi, everyone. My name is Arvin, and I'm your host for the Music Industry Talk Summer Edition. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Sincerely appreciate it from everyone here at Syncopated Noise Foundation. For those of you who do not know, Syncopated Noise is dedicated to supporting and promoting independent Canadian musicians, especially during a time right now of COVID-19 and a global pandemic where they can't book live shows and they need a platform for exposure and some promotional activity. Um, and that's what we're here to do. Um, today, we are very excited to welcome our very first guest for the summer edition. He is a bass player with Algorithm. He is a singer, a songwriter, a multi-instrumental music extraordinaire. Since 1999, he's been all around Eastern Ontario and Quebec in various musicals, festivals, stages, um, and he has touched lives of many audiences in the past. Today, he's going to touch the life of the audience of Syncopated Noise Foundation and yours there at home. Please welcome our very first guest for the summer edition, Mark Scott. Hi. <laughs> hey, Mark. I'm really happy to be here, man. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're excited to have you, Mark. Uh, a privilege to be here speaking with you today. Um, as I said, we're here to spotlight musicians um, all across Canada. And today you are the first musician we will be spotlighting for the summer. Um, so with, without further ado, uh, tell our audience who you are um, and a little bit about your background, how you started in music. All right. So I've started in music like forever. Like I've been in music. Uh, I've grown up in a house that had a lot of music all the time. Uh, my dad was a musician. My mom was a teacher. So uh, the music part, like it really come, it came from my dad playing music in the house a lot. And from the, other, the earliest I can remember, I was like sleeping in bass drums and like always if I could play some guitar, like I would play some guitar and like I would take out the pots and pans and like just smash them out. Uh, yeah, so that I would I would make a mess, but yeah, so I've always been like really musical. I always knew that like music was my calling. Very cool. So early age, I mean, you're in in your mom's kitchen and you're making that your musical journey. So that's yeah. how it starts in the in, in your parents' right. kitchen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's early age. I'm sure before was it before you could talk that you're playing instruments? Oh yeah. Well, or, or well, I talked. I talked early on, but like for sure, I was musical before I could talk. That, okay, that's awesome. like for sure. But like it, it came after. So it's in your blood. You've been playing oh music your whole life. So you knew that, and then uh, what was the first stuff that you started doing? How'd you uh, get outside the kitchen, and how'd you get out into the world with music? So as I said, my dad was a musician, so there's been like a, a few, well, a lot of shows that he did, and that like I was like just going and sing with him. So like he brought me a lot on stages, uh, but after that, like as soon as I could play music in school, like I would play music in school, like uh, and so I did Teleton um, en also when I was like uh, seven years old. I sang there. Uh, after that, there was like the Shrine Circus. Uh, I did also the Big Bazaar, which was like a comedy musical. I did a lot of musicals when I was uh, like younger too. I was always participating. Participating if I could uh, like dance a bit or just sing, I was happy. And after yeah. that, there was the circus. Yeah. Uh, the circus I did for like four summers total, and so I was I was doing like um, shows every day of the summer 
week and weekend and when when i when i had school so before summer and a bit after until october i was doing the circus on every weekend so there was like three representations every day and about like two or three thousand people watching every time so i i had i had like a lot of stage experience singing when i was like really young so for me like I, music was always a part because like i was just used to that right yeah Absolutely. Um, for everyone at home, we, we just had a prep call and I asked Mark first <laughs> what his first memory of being on stage was. And he said he couldn't even remember <laughs> been on so many stages. Um, so it's fully ingrained into his body. Uh, and so he said for four years, he did the summer tour for Shriners Hospital. Um, but then he also mentioned uh, his mother had an influence in saying that, you know, you need to get educated if this is what you wanted to do. Um, so my dad so was how that start. Uh, yeah, my dad was like um, a musician that mostly worked in bars or like other small shows. When I was a kid, like that was the time he was running the more or like doing doing the most shows. But he never really put in the work necessary to really get there. So I think when I told my mom that I wanted to do music and that was like the thing for me, she was a bit scared of that. So she didn't want me to go into the, the that direction, you know? So she was like, okay, you can, you could teach. And I know I'm kind of good to explain things. I, I'm patient also. So like, she was like, you, you could, you could teach. And I was like, that's not really what I want. Right. So I was like going in CGEP or like right at the end of like a uh, high school. And I had to choose, am I going to go in bass in CGEP or am I going to go in singing? Because I knew I was going in music, but I didn't know in what. So after that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pick something visual because if music doesn't work, if I don't, if I don't make it, I'm going to teach in schools. But I, I never really wanted it, but that's, that's what uh, I was thinking. So I, I took the bass and I was like, okay, I'm going to take that in CGEP. So it's going to be more practical, more visual. Okay. And then... As CJEP continued, I, I didn't sing much, honestly, but my health started to go bad. So I, I figured out that I needed to change some things because I couldn't really carry my bass anymore. I couldn't carry my amp anymore. So uh, yeah, I had to make the switch, but it was a switch that just um, responded, responded to my core. You know what I mean? Like it just like yeah. really goes with what I am initially. So it's, it's okay. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Um, I mean, we'll touch base on the education part of the musical industry in a second, but you already mentioned it. Um, for those of you just tuning in or don't know much about Mark, Mark is a person, he's an artist, uh, but does have uh, a condition or uh, some sort of disability. Um, he's dealt with multiple uh, health conditions throughout his life, um, which has clearly uh, given him some challenges, but He's persisted and he remains an artist, a successful one at that. So Mark, can you give us a little bit about uh, the challenges that you had to face with these, with uh, some of the health and uh, disabilities that you deal with? So when I was born, I, like, I was born with severe bilateral club foot. So if I can explain that a little bit, usually your, your, your feet are like that. And then these are your toes, these are your heels. So my, my feet were like that when I was born. So they were all like crooked up. So I needed to get treatments. I had like casts on both legs up until the, the almost the hips for like for years. My mom had to go to Montreal like every two days to change the cast and after that every week. And so it lasted for years, years of treatments. 
And so I, I learned to walk really late. That brought up a lot of com confidence issue also. I have like a foot that's really, really smaller than the other one, a leg also that's really smaller than the other one. So that brought up like confidence issue. I always had like limitations also like I, like, I, I was able to run when I was a kid after the, the surgeries and the treatment and everything. I could do pretty much like everything, but with limitations. Uh, after that, I got the, um, actually I had also micrognatia, which, which is like uh, your lower jaw is really, really shorter than the upper jaw. So I had a 22 millimeters uh, space in between my, my teeth. I could place my thumb like that and then like I, that would fit in my palate. Okay. So I had to get that uh, reconstructed when I was like uh, in my early teens. The first time I did it was I was 14, I think. And then I, I had to redo it because there was like a problem with the surgery. It didn't work properly or something. So I had to redo it when I was 15. So after that, for real, the confidence issue started to go like uh, kind of bad. I, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Still working on it, <laughs> but uh, af afterwards, like I always did my thing. I always did music, and like I never let that stop me in any way. Because like I, I always wanted to be the one that decided. Uh, but when I got to Cija, um, like my worst foot initially was the left one, but then my right foot, uh, well, my when I got to Cija, my my left foot started to crook back again. So then we didn't know why. So uh, looking with doctors and everything, I, I took a surgery for, to reconstruct my whole foot. So that took like about a year and a half of recuperation. That was in 2017. But meanwhile, at CJEP every day, I had to walk from my place to the CJEP, carry my base. And like, that was, that was a really rough. Just to carry the, the, the gear at a point, I was not able to carry my my amp myself anymore like that that's the case now so if I go to a gig and I play bass I have to be lucky enough that someone's going to bring an amp uh, but I've been lucky enough that I've been playing with people that are nice enough to bring me or bring me the amp because just going to the gigs is a challenge with the bass because you have to take the, the subway or like uh, the metro right you have to take that to to or in walk and there's the stairs and everything yep. so after CJEP yeah my health just went like downhill okay Man, that's a lot of challenges. I mean, there's so many things that challenge me in my day. And I, I think a lot of our audience members, like we tend to give up and it seems like you persisted. You didn't let this stop you. But it's been tough, man. It's, it's really, it's not, it hasn't been easy. Like now at, at this time, I, I'm good with it. I've accepted it because that, okay. that's like the main thing you got to do is like, finally accept it because sometimes you say you accept it and you don't, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a word. It's like, it was a lot of work and just going through that pain every day also it's 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 something like there's been times where i i wish i wouldn't wake up in the morning for real but like i'm right now it's not like that anymore so yeah, I, I mean I, listen uh, I, I i can say it i hope i speak for everyone we're happy you woke up today <laughs> you're very excited man, i'm so glad i woke up today man <laughs> life is good life is good man life is really good um uh, it's, it's even better when you're awake um and are here uh but again i i, I mean i want to ask one more time because you know maybe it's something that can help inspire me like what was it like did you have an influence like you know, the day that you didn't want to wake up, what got you to wake up? Like, how did you persist? How did you work through? How'd you carry the base when you had to? Uh, what drove you? I'm, 
I just can't give up. And that, that's, that's really it. Like, I just, like having this, this conditions and this problem, it's, it's like always something that, like, like the expression is gonna be maybe, but uh, when you stick sticks in a wheel, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, but uh, okay. sometimes it just like gets in your way all the time and all the time and all the time. So at the time when I was really feeling bad, it's, it's, it's really cannabis, man. At this point, for me, it was cannabis that helped a lot. And then uh, the pain just started to go worse and worse and worse and my condition to worsen. So my mobility started to like um, get really bad. Like I, I, I need like, I have like a plastic orthotics that I need to wear on both legs. If not, like I don't, I, I can't go upstairs or downstairs or I can't, I can't walk a bit in the apartment, but it's shaky and everything. Okay. So, um, so after that, um, I'd say I, I fell into into yoga that like recently, um, and that just really changed the game. Because yoga yoga means like um, it means union. Right. It really means to unify what's outside of you, so the reality that that's outside and that's not yours, yeah. with your reality and yourself and everything. For example. Uh, when I when I'm waking up and like that everything really really hurts or like I don't feel like it's gonna be a good day or whatever in my head first thing I'm just gonna say okay I'm alive everybody that I know is alive and then also like the sun still showed up there's like all the forces that are in the cosmos that are like working together for us to be able to be on this planet and just walking and doing our stuff and playing music yes so Everything is going good outside of myself. If I think, well, no, but most things are going good. There's a lot of things that goes bad, but for just for us to be here today, there's a lot of stuff that goes good. Yeah. But when you see that you are also everything else that's doing good, you, 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 you like re, you, um, rebalance your vision of it and you say, okay, my, my problems are not that big because everything outside is like just exceptional and working well. And that's also a part of me because I'm part of that. Right. When you get that after that, it's just like, I, I can't, it's really hard to explain. It's something that you experience. Well, you're doing but, well. You're doing well. I, think, um, I think we can all draw a lot of, um, a lo a lot of insight from that. Um, I mean, it seems like yoga has been a massive influence. So, you know, is, so yoga is a big influence because it gives you life experience. So do you take life experience and that's what uh, gives you influence to your current music and past music? For that's been the case pretty much forever. Like life experience is what I, what I, I, it's what I have <laughs> for real, because I, I, there's been a lot of stuff in my life. So I have quite a bit of experience and I base all my work, my present work, what I, what I do now, the songs I write now are all about that experience too. So it's all about like struggling and stopping and, and to stop struggling. Okay. There's that, you can see pain and everything that attacks you or everything that, 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 that happens to you as something from outside that's attacking you, or you can see it as something that's part of yourself. Right. And when you see it as something that's part of yourself, then it, get, it, it gets easier because you can try to twitch your brain into thinking that something really painful is not that much painful just by 
visualizing and like imagining some some other sensations that would replace the pain. For example, if it hurts, you, you try to feel that sensation as something that doesn't hurt quite as much or you, you observe it to the maximum. It's always observing your pain. And that's, that's, that's with life. If you have something going on that's bad, what do you do about it? First of all, you observe it. You accept what's going on and then you observe it and then you can act on it. If you don't observe and you don't feed from life experience, then that's when you don't, you don't get like a more, um, more like a sagesse, you know, with what happens, you just get more hurt. That's, that's the line. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it seems like you're, you're able to identify it. Um, and the acceptance is there, but then you kind of pivot and make sure that you understand it's a part of your life and yeah. how you can live from that. Um, you know, also, even, even, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It's, it's, it's just also to realize that that or that anything is not going to decide of how I feel today. And that should be the case for everybody. Like no matter what happens, do you give that the control of over you? No, you should have control over yourself all the time. Yeah. So it's, the last years and like mostly in the, like the in the past few months, I've been hardcore on that. But it's really just trying to have most control over what how my mind works and how my body works. Because there's a lot of things that I can't control, right? The, the, the genetics that I was born with and everything, but I can control everything that's in my environment and how I think and how I visualize think and things. So like it's really uh, it's. A lot of work with the with the with the brain, but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, some people have a tough time talking about things that are very difficult in their life, and you use those things as as your as part of your music and part of your songwriting. Has there ever been a point where like you had a challenge in something with your life and you weren't able to use it for music? Not that I wouldn't be able to use it. The main issue was that. Uh, often I was like, but why would people give a shit about what I have to say? Okay. Or like, it was again with the confidence issue. You know what I mean? Right. So I had ideas and then you want to write and then you judge yourself and then you don't. So that's been the case for like, uh, it, it happened a lot. So it's not true that you always have inspirations when something big happens, because sometimes it's going to be way later that something's going to pop up you're going to live something and then your brain continues to assimilate things and to wire things up about that incident or about what happened and then you're going to be able to put it into something that's art but sometimes when something really bad happens you can't do much than just like you as i said you still can control how you feel towards it but sometimes you have to take it in yeah to sure. accept stuff it's like you have to take it you can't just like put it under a rug or like say no or what. So you have to live that emotion too. You have to allow yourself to rest. <laughs> That's like a big thing. Yeah, man. Um, it, it seems like it seems like uh, the inspiration that you were able to draw from life experience it gave you confidence. Like I can see it right now. Uh, the way you talk, like you say you didn't have confidence, but um, it seems like the as you're able to identify the stuff use it for something good once it does you know a process through your body and you're able to accept it um would you say that's what gives you a lot of confidence today yeah there's that and also like i see the progress that i did for myself nice last years like 
if I take a look at how I was living and how I was thinking and like just the overall situations I was in like three, four, five years, like pretty much all my life. Like now I feel more stable than any, like any time in my life. And that's when my health is the worst pretty much at the moment. So it's, it's a thing of like, it's yeah, adaptation, a lot of adaptation. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of adaptation and speaking of challenges in life, um, I mean, you've already had your fair share. I think we can all agree on that. And then all of a sudden 2020 hits and the world decides to give us a global pandemic and COVID-19. Um, another challenge, another way you have to adapt, Mark. But that went so easy for me, man, honestly. Really? Okay. I was, I was kind of in a lockdown since way before that. Because I was, I was working uh, in a cannabis clinic. Uh, like I stopped working in December, last December, because the doctors, they, they just, they told me I needed to stop. Uh, so from that point on, I was pretty much like alone in my apartment and I can't move a lot. I, I, I won't like go for a hike for fun or whatever. So like I stay in my, in my home, I do music, I meditate. And like, I, I get to know myself and I, I get to work on myself also by knowing myself more. So but even before like the, the, the COVID situation, I was already alone and like working on myself and doing that. And I had another period like that when I was like um, living, I, I lived in like the UCAM residences for, uh, for a year. And I had like uh, one of my surgeries there when I reconstruct, uh, reconstructed my left foot. So I was like, alone a lot in that residence and like I was in a wheelchair and doing all my stuff alone so like I've been used to like dealing with me alone and like doing my stuff so the COVID is not an issue but okay of course it's it's just like everyone else is even less accessible now <laughs> right right so I mean that's I mean if you talk to most musicians they'll say that is the toughest part uh there's a lack of accessibility yeah. and they can't get showcases can't book um, tours, etc. They can't get this uh, promotional platform, yeah. um, and you've had this experience of being isolated. So, what are what are your tips? Give us some tricks of how you can turn this into a positive, where you remain isolated, but you're someone that wants to expose your craft to the world. It's again adaptation, man. That is the key. Like humans are kings and queens in adaptation. So what happens right now is going to bring back some new crazy stuff, I'm sure. Like everyone's alone at their, at their place right now, working on some stuff, and they're accumulating emotions also. A musician work on emotions. And everybody is acquiring some life experience through that. They're going to learn some, some stuff. So of course, when all of that like um, calms down and, and musicians are going to be able to do shows again and stuff, I think it's going to be a, a big reboom of the music industry in a way. But what we have to make sure in that area is that we, if we could in some way find a way to adapt the or change some parts of the music industry right now for the musicians to be able to make more money, because that's the time to do it. It's like, it's dead at the moment. So if we can start something new or like adapt it to, for, for, for us to be better in the future, that would be what COVID would be worth for. If we can just be a bit better than we were before, that's gonna be great. So it's a learning lesson for you. So yeah. we take this, we learn from it. Everything's um, a learning lesson. Everything. Okay, awesome. So, I mean, based on the isolation, based on the fact that we are in COVID-19, um, 
what's one of the big learning factors for you? What, what are you going to take from this situation and apply moving forward as a musician? So I, as, as I said, like everybody's had time. So I had, I had time on my hands too. So I'm working uh, on a project at the moment that's not quite ready, but <laughs> it's going to be really soon put out uh, for the public and everything. So uh, it's kind of a surprise, but so for the COVID, I work on that. And that's mainly it. I work on myself too. I, as I said, I do yoga. I do, I do. Yoga for me is more like of a brain exercises than a body twitching. Right. It's, it's a bit of both, but yoga is not just like a body twitching. But uh, yeah, so I'm just working on myself, working on my stuff and try to be able to deliver some stuff after it and yeah, trying to get better with, with my life and with myself and more organized and more, uh, yeah. Sounds good. I mean, so you're using yoga. And yoga, you said, drives a lot into your current life experience, allows your mind to kind of ease up, and it transfers into your music. Is that right? Of course it does, because what happens when you meditate or when you, when, or just when you sit and you be silent with yourself, is that you realize the importance of that silence, right? And that's the case also in music. And there's been a while, like, my, my bass teachers, when I, was, when I was in CJ, they were like, oh, you play a lot of notes and you play a lot of stuff. And so I, being, learning to be quiet, learned to me to be quiet in music also. And that, like, silence is a beautiful thing that has to be balanced with the sounds. You can't just play sounds. So it worked on my time also, because even when, in, like, because, with yoga, you feel more grounded and everything, and you can bring that into when you play. You can bring that. It's when you meditate. It's a bit like the state where musicians are in in a solo, and they're just like in the vibe. Well, you can be in that vibe when you meditate too. So you you can transpose it to when you play music and when you meditate. You can do both. And music is like the closest to meditation. Nice, very cool. I mean, for audience members that hasn't tried music in the past or sorry, excuse me, yoga in the past. Um, hey, from Mark Scott himself, um, try some yoga. It might do a lot of good for your day. Um, it might inspire some new music for you as well. I mean, he's working on new sound, a new project. Can you tell us anything about this project before you display uh, it for the world? Yeah, 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 I can talk about it. So it's gonna be a reggae project, mostly. It's gonna be influenced by with hip hop also. Ah. So all of my life experiences are going to be in that project since i was a kid i wanted to have like my project sorry where i would sing and uh, where i would like really talk about my stuff and like how i observe life and how i see things and that's the moment so it's coming up really soon i have like uh, i have yeah i have like uh, more than a dozen compositions that are going to be eventually put out so it's going to take some time but I'm doing everything slow, right? I'm a slow-paced guy. I don't have a choice to be slow-paced. So everything is slow-paced. Okay. But uh, yeah, in about, I'd say in a week or two, you're going to see something pop out. Okay, very cool. I mean, so you got a hip-hop influence. Yoga has influenced you. I have my band, Algorithm, also, which like they, these guys are crazy. Like these are some of the best musicians I've ever played with. Wow, okay. Crazy, crazy dudes. <laughs> like they all went to McGill and studied, studied there. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah they're they're all crazy and super nice persons too when i when i when i'm saying that like 
I can't bring my stuff or I, I have sometimes difficulty to go to gig and everything. It's these guys that bring me and that bring my stuff. And so yeah, I've always been that much lucky to have some great people to play with. Awesome. I mean, I mean, tell us a little bit more about the band. So, I mean, they're great guys. They yeah. influence you. Argonne is a prog rock band based right. in Montreal. So we've been together for maybe two years now. And we've been playing like a bunch of shows. Uh, we won the Hudson Festival uh, competition, I think, a year and a half or two years ago. Okay. We also won an online contest, an online international contest, uh, like okay. just before COVID, but yeah, COVID. So, okay. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So now we don't we don't do shows much because COVID and everything, but we we're really working on some new stuff, working on some new songs for a new album that's going to come out. And so, yeah, that's where we are. Okay. How, how do you guys still work uh, during the pandemic? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of bands out there uh, that have to be isolated or distant. Yeah. And, and, you know, how do you guys stay in touch? How do you keep working on stuff when you have an album coming out? Well, we, we work mostly like each one of us, like um, we do our own thing. At, at our places like we, we can read music so that makes it way much easier so when sometimes if you need a new song it's just going to send the part and we're going to learn the part and just practice together and it's going to work pretty much so that's how we do it we have less rehearsals for sure uh, but we still do rehearsals uh, sometimes when we can because sometimes it's hard to get everybody's schedule at the same time but that's that's music also all right. Managing schedules. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, how do you guys do virtual stuff? How do you do video shows? Uh, we, like, what we did is, like, we record uh, each of our parts individually at our home. We all have something to, to record at our places. Okay. And then after that, we put that together. We film ourselves, and then we do a quick editing of the, uh, of the video, and then we, put, we can put that up. Uh, but yeah, it's more of like distance and via internet and, but that's also like, eventually people are, are going to work more via everything that's online, I think. Yeah. And maybe COVID is going to be the thing that's going to have, bring that up more of it. The yeah. online stuff. Cause I mean, it's, it's awesome, cool right? be able to do stuff from your, from your place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt there. Um, yeah, you want to do stuff from your place, like you said. I mean, that's one of the lessons, I guess, that you're going to take from this, that, you know, you got to do things on your own in order to collaborate and do it, do it through internet or virtually. Uh, so that's teaching us that. Um, I was going to ask, you know, we touched on this very early in the chat, and you mentioned it again, the fact that it makes it a lot easier because you're all able to read the music. Um, and your mom really influenced you to really study the music. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that good at reading music though. I'm like the, the less good in the band, but I still do it. Like I, I did CJEP and that's it, right? I okay. didn't go to university. I was, I, I did the, um, the, the, the auditions for Berkeley uh, and I got in with a scholarship. Uh, but then after, afterwards, like there was still a lot of money to pay after the scholarship and my health started to go bad at that time. Pretty much it started to really go bad. Okay. So I didn't go. And after that, I was, I, I, I was about to go to UCAM. I just got in UCAM. I did maybe two weeks and I had uh, the surgery on my left foot and I couldn't go back to school for like a year after that. So even now I'm in a situation where I'm like, okay, do I go to university? Cause it's like 
a bunch of money and I, I'm not going to be hundred percent into university because I have my health to take care. Right. So just going to the university and coming back, that takes a lot of energy. So to be able to really be in the classes and be present and yeah. have my money worth for my grades and what I can learn, I don't think it, it would be worth it right now. So yes, <laughs> we read music, but I didn't go to university. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, for the rest of our audience members, I mean, Mark has had a lot of challenges um, and even being physically present in order to get education. Um, but he still went through it um, and did as much as he could. Um, I mean, a lot of challenges you faced, Mark. Are there things outside of those physical disability challenges that you had that challenge you today as a musician? Well, I'd say today it gets better because of everything, of the, all the work that I did on myself. But I've been in like severe depressions like for 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 a long time, and also like I took a lot of medication. Like at the moment, I don't take anything else than cannabis, and that's that's what saved my life, cannabis for real. Because at a, at a at a point in 2007 or 2018, I was taking so much medication that like in my last year of CJEP, my my my, my bass teacher he, he took me out of the class and was like, I can't teach you, you're too high. And I was like, I'm, I'm just on my meds. And like, he, he didn't want to teach me. But that happened like once or twice. So I was on so much medication that like, I don't really remember my last semester of CJEP. Uh, there's a lot of blanks. And I was like really in, in a low place and dark place mm -hmm. at this time. Like, I, I don't think I, I could have gone really lower than that. But it seems that when you when you observe what's going on and that you you still attentive a bit when you get really low there's there's a point where you can't really get there and sometimes it, it bounces up for some reason and it kind of did that because you get kind of used to that in a way like you don't want to get used to this but you kind of do and even if you say that you're sick of life, you still kind of like it, <laughs> right? Because it's sick. Right. It's nice. It's life, yeah. So yeah, it's. But uh, yeah, I've been. I've had like a lot of challenges, just uh, psychologically, a lot. Because it's it's a lot on your mind, and you're always like exhausted, and you're always tired, and you can't do like everybody else is doing. I can't play standing up. Really, I have to sit. Uh, that, and it's it's just a lot of challenges that that goes with it. Okay. Because it affects every part of your life, every part, every part. Absolutely. I mean, um, a lot of challenges you had to face and you talk about the different things that influence you um, to help you. Um, and, and we've talked about some of the things that you're doing in terms of self-development. Um, give us some advice. Let's say you're talking to somebody that's listening today um, and they're facing similar challenges. What would you recommend that they do? Um, so that they can find that realm of possibility, that realm of positivity, so they can start working on themselves and start doing better. Sorry, Mark, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. So what was the question? Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, give, give advice to an audience member who may yeah. be having the same type of struggles. Um, you know, what, what, what's some advice that you would give them so that they could bounce back, like you said, um, continue to appreciate life and then start doing better with the things that uh, they want to develop with? It's, the first thing is to 
never give up even when you want to give up that's it's, it's cheesy as hell but that's that's one adapt always adapt yep. focus on what you can do what on you what on uh don't focus on what you cannot do okay there's that too and yep. also just try to be silent to bring your mind silent because that's that's the thing your your mind is like blasting you with stuff and it takes control over you But if you get silent and you give more attention to what's going on outside of you than what's going in inside, it starts to get better. It starts to get better. Amazing. Amazing. And accept it. That, that's the thing. Because when I, when I say accept it, a lot of people say, okay, no, I accept my condition. But do you really, really accept it? Like if something happens, like whatever, whatever harm is happening in the world right now. Right. Do you accept it? Mm. That, that's like one of the most important part is you have, you have to really accept what's going on okay. and take some, you have to see it from another point of view. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes uh, it's, it's, everything looks bad, but when you take a bit of, when you, when you go up and you look at everything, then you see that it's not that bad and it's just a certain aspect that's going bad for a certain amount of time. And also be patient. Patience okay. is like the key because things always move, but they take a long time to move sometimes. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, great advice. I mean, that stuff even, so I myself am not a musician, but very good advice for things anyone can apply to their life. Uh, so we, we appreciate that. Uh, I know that you mentioned a little bit about the current project, um, you know, your reggae stuff, a little bit of hip hop flavor that's coming out. Um, Algorithm has an album coming out. Is that right? Yeah, well, we're working on it. It's not coming out just yet. Okay. Uh, it's going to come out next year in 2021. So, But uh, we have a lot of work to do on that. We're, uh, we're going to be in the studio for a while too. Uh, we're, we're working on the new song at the moment. And I can tell you that they're dope songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's hard to play. It's fun to listen. It's, it's nice. Sounds good. So we'll look out for some algorithm tracks. Um, cool. You got your own project coming out. Can you give us a timeline? Like when should we expect things from Mark Scott on his solo stuff? I say, I'm going to say it's going to be in maybe a bit less than two weeks. I should have a page that, that's going to go out and I'm going to, you're going to see, it's going to be kind of a, a change because I'm going to, I'm not going to uh, keep the same name that I have right now and everything's okay. going to change. Okay. But the, the core and the essence is going to stay the same. So that's what to expect. You can, you're going to expect some, uh, some new material, of course. Okay. Awesome, man. I, I mean, we'll look out for that. Um, tell the audience how we're going to be able to follow you. Um, how can we keep up with Mark Scott and everything you do uh, for the music industry here in Canada? So you can follow me on Facebook, Mark Scott, straight up. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, you can, and for now, <laughs> that's pretty much it you can always reach me with algorithm too but uh in two weeks i'm gonna have a page that's gonna be ready and you're gonna be able to reach me on there awesome i appreciate it mark um so everyone listen mark scott his name straight up find him on facebook um, you can keep up with some of his projects uh, we got to see some of the stuff he's working on a great sound for reggae I mean, I'm excited to, in the fact that you're going to have some hip hop flavor. Me personally, I'm a little biased. Uh, so I'm excited to hear that. Um, 
But that does it for today, Mark. Any last words you want to give to our audience before uh, before we wrap up here? I just want to say thanks to everyone. I'm really, really grateful for that. For real. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. I mean, we're grateful to have you. Thanks so much for sharing your journey. I think you give a lot of good advice. Um, but just by sharing your story, we're able to know a little bit about you. So now when we hear your music, uh, we know where it's coming from a little bit. Um, and we can have that actually resonate with us. Yeah. So we are very happy with, uh, with Mark being here. Our first episode of the summer edition for Music Industry Talks here at Syncopated Noise. Please stay tuned every single Friday for the month of August at 4 p.m. We will be going live on our Facebook page at Syncopated Noise. You can follow us on Instagram, see us on YouTube. We have LinkedIn at Syncopated Noise. Please give us a follow. Keep up with the summer edition of our uh, Music Industry Talks. And we will keep you updated on all the things that we will be doing in order to keep spotlighting brilliant musicians like Mark Scott, who are doing world-renowned things with the music industry for all Canadians uh, and giving us very good insights on how we can pivot, how we can adapt, and how we can move forward by developing ourselves and continuing to develop the Canadian music industry. Last thing to mention at Syncopated Noise, we also do some crowdfunding um, you got to go through, we also run a GoFundMe uh, crowdfunding campaign to be able to do these events and make them free. I mean, that's the only way we can do this. The only way that we can actually spotlight these musicians is if we're able to do this for free. Uh, so please visit us on GoFundMe. Um, the link itself in the comment section will have that GoFundMe page. Please fund us so we can keep doing these brilliant things. Keep spotlighting Canada's music. Um, so we can keep giving this gift to the world. Thank you so much for everyone. Thank you, Mark, again for your time. Uh, see you next week.